Welcome back to Launch Speed. I'm your host, Dr. J.D. Brendan Dorian, joined by my co-host, Dr. Christopher Zach Turk, on this epic journey to kill you with misinformation. <laughs> Let's roll it. Let's just get into it. There's multiple shapes and sh- sizes to decide that a real fat guy is just a bear and it's and hitting an animal. Well, it's not going to hit a bear. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. But it will determine the... Launch speed? Launch speed? Launch speed? <laughs> Stop. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put my words together. You're rushing me. Am I helping? No, not at all. No one else can see my hands. Welcome to Launch Speed. Anything? So you've been away for a week now. Yeah, I had to go on work travel this week kind of sucked flying sucks not being at home kind of sucks but <laughs> kind of i Did mean you enjoy kinda. being away from home so i mean the, the the work aspect what we were actually doing was kind of good it was very beneficial to work it was not so beneficial for me enjoying myself but we did have some awesome food there and there's where in california did you we go? were in la oh or in the greater la area i should say so, as opposed to the lesser LA area? Well, LA proper is actually really tiny. The until we were in Orange County. But okay. I mean, if you take if you take the the central point of LA and then you know, calculate the amount of area that the sprawling of the city is, it's gigantic. Gotcha. So, we were in the sprawl, not in the not in the bit in the middle. But there was some there was some really good food. We had some really good Mexican and some incredible Korean barbecue. And that was the first time I'd done that. It was so cool cuz like we we ordered a, a combo. There was five of us. We ordered a combo, and they brought out this giant tray of raw meat, and then you just cook it right in front of you. You cook it. How? In this little plate. There's like this this hot plate built into the table, in between all you guys, and you put it on. When it's done, you take it off. Hope that it's done, and you eat it. Was it so? It was good. It was really good. They, so the they bring out really thin slices of meat. Okay. For so. the most part, and then like a couple steaks. So really thin slices of meat. So we had like a beef belly, pork belly. Those were some of my favorites. And then Wagyu short ribs that were just amazing. They also brought out... Is, isn't it Wagyu? Sure. Probably. I, think I don't know. I think it is actually Wagyu. I didn't ask him. But what is the difference between Wagyu beef? It, the, so yeah, I don't know the answer to that. But these were marinated very well. Gotcha. And they were just delicious. Uh, a lot of the stuff wasn't. And it was just the natural flavor of the meat was that good. But... Uh, there was also octopus, which I've had before, but this was the best octopus I've had. Because uh, it was cooked? Because it was just marinated very well, and it was baby octopus. So oh, they were, they were about two inches tall with like uh, a head the size of a quarter. Did you eat the whole thing? And then little tentacles. Uh, I chose not to eat the heads because that's weird. <laughs> but I ate the tentacles and it was pretty good. I mean, not, I don't love octopus to begin with, but it's pretty good. All right. Okay. It made some, uh, some shrimp and uh, pork jowl was the other thing that we had. Uh, the cheek. What? Sounds like pig. you went out of the country and ate a Korean barbecue. <laughs> uh, it was like the cheek of a pig. It's real fatty. I wasn't a huge fan, but it was interesting. And I can say that I've tried it. Yeah. Well, I haven't, and I probably never will. All in all though, I would rather not have to travel for work. I, I don't think anyone would like to travel for work. Uh, some people. Like a flight attendant. If probably. I if I hate yeah. If I hated my wife, I would want to travel for work. <laughs> but uh nah, she held she held stuff down back here, so I didn't have 
any real excitements. Uh, I did get to, you know, dangle off the side of a building for Monday and Tuesday in the high wind. Really? Like off the side of the building, like directly above the ground or really close to the, to being directly above the ground? Uh, so I was only hanging at one point. Uh, I had to, but I, I was supported. Like I was using a lift, like there was a, a swing stage. Outside. Is that like the window washing thing? Yes. Yeah. And I was using that as my base for just that moment. Okay. But I was tied off to the building. Yeah. So that was incredibly fun. Usually you're tied off to the swing stage, uh-huh. but they're like, you need to clip into the building because you're not technically in the swing stage since I'm kind of, I was like standing out of it, putting on a piece of like sheathing. Uh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. And that, I mean, it was, I really enjoyed that work like it was fun to me what i didn't enjoy was just the idea of people like walking under me like i was more scared of dropping something and Mm. killing somebody below me than me falling yeah because if i had fallen the only thing like the worst that happens i'd probably break like an arm because the this like my slack line would have pulled me back into the building and i would have just hit the side of the building on the fall yeah but i never would have hit the ground Uh uh-huh so i wasn't terribly terrified of it you like that? Yeah. <laughs> like the alliteration. Yeah. But uh, if I had to recommend it to somebody, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> In case anyone gets the opportunity to hang outside of a building. But like the thing, don't. so the thing was, it was super high winds on Monday. And by high winds, I mean anything over like 15 miles an hour on the side of a building, it seems like it's blowing very, very hard. Yeah. And it was like 17 or 18 miles an hour. And I asked our safety director, I was like, hey, how fast does the wind have to blow for you to consider this to be an absolutely stupid idea he was like well at 22 miles an hour we're required to bring all work down at 22 at 22 miles an hour and like we had gusts that hit over 22 miles an hour so is it is it at a constant wind speed of 22 miles an hour okay because then you're hitting gusts of like 30 35 yeah yeah so but i was like i don't weigh enough to even remotely secure a board that stretches 100 inches wide yeah, it'd be tough to hold something that was being blown around like that. So it did. So I was, I was, we're putting it, like, we were putting it on the floor beneath us. So we we're like leaning out over the edge and putting it on the railing and then a little bit below. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I hate, I hate all of this. So I was trying to bring a sheet up over my head and I had to turn flat side to the wind at one point. And it right then it gusted and it took me back about 10 feet and threw me with the board. Oh, nice. Uh, that was pretty pretty miserable, and I wasn't t- like I wasn't tied off because I wasn't I wasn't actually going to be going over the edge that time. I was just going to pass the board off, so I just got absolutely yoinked back into the building. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! And then like they were like my partner was upset with me because I broke the board because instead of just letting it go and then fly like back into the building and just wreck havoc wherever it landed, I held onto it till it broke in half. Which, I mean, I probably broke it in half when I landed on it. Probably. But it doesn't matter. I didn't let it go. Yeah. I'm sure you're supposed to, but I was like, I don't want this to hurt anybody but me. <laughs> <laughs> it probably would have been, probably wouldn't have hurt anyone but you. It's, but, I wasn't the one to take the risk. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And, and I had one one true excitement of the week. I just remembered it because it, it was kind of minor at first, but it makes me laugh and smile and makes me so happy. Uh, my partner was trying to take down a ladder at the end of the day and like all intelligent people he took the ladder up over his head so his and then the wind blew and caught the top of the ladder and it brought it back over him so his face was in the rungs 
and it hit him in the bottom of the chin and he bit the tip of his tongue off. Oh God. Like a good, like couple, like two or three millimeters. Like Ugh. it was a solid chunk came off. Oh man, that sucks. I laughed so hard. I'm gonna guess he didn't get it reattached. I don't think so. I think probably it's, can't. I think even. it's just a stub now. Yeah, but he did nice. say he he did say for the last couple of days he's had only been able to only eat soup. Yeah, no solid food because uh-huh. he can't really take the pressure of his tongue touching anything. Yep, <laughs> that that sucks for him. Yeah, but it was hilarious to watch. No, and then I'm he sure. got he gets mad at me for not helping him, but like. What are you gonna do? What what am I like? You're the one who decided to take the ladder up over your head and put your head between the rungs. Yeah, it's your own fault. What a stupid idea. So that, you just generally don't wrap things around your neck. It's no. a good rule of thumb. If if at any point something can become uncontrolled, don't put it anywhere near something that you want to keep. <laughs> <laughs> Tongues included. Tongues are now included. <laughs> nice. My my only other excitement is we went uh, and did sport clays today. Which if you don't know, you uh, shoot clay pigeons and in like through a course kind of they so shoot they, them at random directions with shotgun so they just like take molds of pigeons and then throw them out exactly i th- see it always the li- it, they're the little orange discs thanks oh. for thanks for letting me clarify <laughs> that one little orange discs and they have these giant uh they probably hold like 300 pigeons and it, it's just a, a little arm that shoots them out uh you can change the speed some of them are slow some of them are fast and then coming towards you going across and just all kinds of different configurations. So, one of them rolled on the ground. So they're, they're, did it come with the, like you had a remote at the station to trigger all the traps? Someone right? was working it, but yeah. Oh, someone was? Cause someone we... was cause, yeah, because it was an official event. Somebody was working the station. Gotcha. And so some of them were, it was either four or six shots. The four shots were something like left, right, left, right, or something along those lines. And then the six shots were left, right, left, right, both. And so the both ones were obviously the hardest ones, but so uh, was it was it two at a time though, like two shots at a time? Two, yeah, two shots. Yeah, you, were you left, using right, over unders? Uh, a lot of people were. I mean, even if you weren't, you had to. You could only have two shots in your barrel or in your gun at one time. Okay. And uh, I mean, I I had a semi-auto, but like I only put two shots in there. Did you have to put a choke? Not a choke in it, but like a. I you don't have to, but okay. it's better to. You know what uh, I'm talking about? The magazine stop. It like only oh that oh you from I putting... thought you meant an actual choke. Um, no, you don't have to. It doesn't matter. Okay, I mean, cause... in my like my gun stock is three, um, but I can have five in there. I was I was still only putting two in there. Most of the time, you walk if you have a break action, you walk around with it broken, and if you have a semi-automatic or a pump, you just walk around with the chamber open. Yeah. So that people can see that your gun is obviously not loaded because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't want people walking around and you don't know if their gun is loaded because, I mean. I did not know tomorrow's was Father's Day. Yeah, tomorrow. It, this was a Father's Day event, and so I went with my dad, and we had a great time, and now we want to go back yeah. a lot. Because it, it was so much, like, and, and neither of us were that good, but we hit more than 50%, which I'd say is pretty decent. We yeah. actually didn't get to calculate our scores because we gave our sheet to the to the judge people before doing it ourselves, so. But it was so much fun. We're gonna go back. It was really, it was a whole lot of fun. We need to go. I think, yeah, we need to. You and your father and James and I'll bring dad. Yeah, and I think we'll have a pretty good time with it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It could get a little out of hand with ultra competitive people, but we the only person we have to worry about is James. He's <laughs> not that great of a shot with shotgun. So. It was, it was fun. I, I did have two misfires where the shell first shell didn't eject, and so I didn't shoot the second one. And so that was annoying. And then after that, I got 
really into it and hit almost every single shot for the rest of the thing. <laughs> so I was like, I can't lose because of this. And then yeah. we didn't even calculate the scores. So I don't even know. So you, did you win in your group? I don't know. We didn't calculate the score. You guys didn't have like a running total? We should have because... You guys are painful. I mean, yeah, we probably should have done it, but... There wasn't a convenient time or place to do it, so right. this is what happened. But Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, looking ahead, the deadline has passed for our free shirts for our patrons, so we have a list of our patrons that are getting free shirts that you are still in the process of designing, and congrats uh, yeah. to you guys, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I mean, they're yeah. going to be the best shirts you've ever gotten. For sure. They are comfy. Uh, are we going to do... Long sleeve or t-shirt? We're gonna ha- we're gonna have an option. Okay, you can do whatever you want: long sleeve, t-shirt, tank, whatever. I'm definitely gonna have something on the back that is for them alone. Yeah, like patron or, or something. Yeah. Uh huh. Sorry, Mike. I'm not gonna include your name on that. <laughs> <laughs> There's, it's not a jersey shirt. That would be good though. Special one from Mike. Uh, and that leads us into our next thing. Shout out to Mike for becoming a patron. Unlike AJ. <laughs> holding up to your word and actually doing it. We appreciate the support from all of our patrons. Yes. Thank you guys so much. It really does help out uh, more with the motivation where our numbers are still a little low for income, but <laughs> the motivation is there. It, it it helps pay the cost of running the podcast. It does. Yeah. It doesn't cost much to run this. It helps. It helps. <laughs> uh, our bear bits this week are very lazy. It turns out, Bears are not dogs, and you shouldn't try and feed them. There have been numerous cases in the United (laughs) States over the last 20 or so years of children encouraged, in a lot of cases by their parents, trying to feed bears. Like, there's one particular case in Virginia where a mom, like, bathed her child's hand in honey. and Don't tell me the kid lost his hand. Pretty sure the kid lost his hand man parents like that should just be taken outside and shot (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh don't feed bears i mean you're you're gonna be safer off with the black bear than a grizzly bear because you never want to be anywhere near a grizzly bear never but if a black bear has cubs you you never know and they're they're not they're not dogs they're very very erratic they're wild animals they're wild animals don't i I feel like people mistake uh, like an animal that's kind of like that looks cuter or closer to a domesticated animal. They they believe that this animal has the same traits as a domesticated animal, and they're not even close. And the other side of that is everybody wants to be special. Yes. And everyone's like, I can talk to animals. It's like there's a, an episode of a TV show once where like almost everybody in this particular party got bit by a zombie. And each of them was like, I thought I was immune. No, I thought I was immune. And <laughs> they all turned out to be zombies. So everyone just wants to be special. And you're not. You're not. You're not special. Don't feed bears. With your children. Especially not. I mean, don't let your children <laughs> feed bears. And really don't. <laughs> feed don't your feed your children <laughs> to bears. And I mean, that is our public service announcement. Yes. Week. Yeah, those are our little bear bits. Uh, we we talked a couple weeks ago about Cuphead. We I mentioned how it was a very nicely hand drawn game. Uh, they're putting it in Teslas. What in the uh, in the center screen there? There you're gonna be able to play cup hole cut Cuphead. You're gonna be able to play Cuphead in your Tesla. But shouldn't you be driving? Well, they have the autonomous mode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I uh, 
I don't know. We'll talk more it's, about it's, Tesla and their automation later in this episode. It's just a gimmick. Also, last week or the last podcast, we talked about eye tracking software. There already is eye tracking software for the PC. It's called Tobi PCI. Uh, it doesn't appear to be that good or that useful, but it's still cool. It'll track your eyes and, I don't know, Does help it just, you click on stuff. And I thought whatnot. it just showed you where you were looking. You can use it to, to click on stuff. Okay. Uh, but it's not that precise, so you pretty much still need a mouse so see the thing is like the idea of well i guess it doesn't have to be pretty precise if you're going between two screens because it should be accurate enough to let you know you're looking at this screen and this is the active one versus looking at that one and it being active the thing is though sometimes i'm looking at one screen and typing something on another so like like transcribing uh like if i'm summarizing an article Okay. Article will be up on one screen, typing on another yeah. screen. And just because I look at one screen or another doesn't mean I want to start typing on that screen. So really what it needs to have is seamless integration into your brain. Well, they're so already talking you about need to get, chips. You need to get a port that you can just stick it or <laughs> <laughs> stick a cable into. What chips are they talking about? The ones that are helping with dementia? No. Wrong. Uh we talked about it a couple of episodes oh, ago. Oh yeah, the uh, neural mesh network that they can figure out what, what your brain is saying bef- well, before, before, you're, yeah. c- before it comes out of your mouth. Yeah, that's right. So they can already integrate that. Uh-huh. It's going to be weird. I mean, like, if you think about it, we are kind of already integrated with technology. If you want to know something, you pick up your phone and you search it on your phone. Right. It's not like you having to actually go somewhere to a library. Like, we're already, we're already like, legitimately connected to te- technology. But we're not... Like it's not, um, it's not completely seamless yet. It's not entirely seamless. If, it's if not you could a just, part of you. Imagine if you could just think, like, man, I wonder what this is, and you just had to think about it. What would, would be the point of like school at that point? Would we have to, like? I was about to say, would we have like skilled trades? Like you would know how to do everything. Yeah, just because you know how to do something doesn't make you good at it. That's true, but that doesn't matter. I can <laughs> I can tell you that bit. right now. It doesn't it matter. matter. <laughs> There's still going to be skilled craftsmen, unless unless you can learn at a rate that is implausible to perceive at this point. Like, because when I when I think about you know reading something, even if I know it in my head, I'm still reading it line by line. If I can just absorb an entire book in a second, then then yes, then then you're right, <clears throat> and you can learn everything that you need to know about a trade in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah well okay we're, we're getting there i'm very curious to see where this stuff goes but would you be willing to be part of the first integrations nope. Nope. once again and once again i'll <laughs> wait for other people to do it and then maybe i'm on board okay so have you ever thought about cutting your own head off i've not oh well this guy has oh who's this guy uh so this gentleman uh out in california i believe yep he uh he decided that it was time like enough was enough you know he was going I forget what disease he had him sure. metastatic prostate cancer oh man so and his pain was pretty poorly managed so he and it was terminal and it was terminal right so it wasn't like he was you know taking a easy solution to a you know a semi permanent problem <laughs> it was <laughs> right. a permanent problem right uh he chose to euthanize himself right. Yep, so California has a death with dignity law, which allows you to, if you're basically suffering from something terminally and you're not going to get any better and it's painful, they'll allow essentially assisted suicide. Yeah, it's euthanization. 
It's, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Uh, and then this guy uh, probably took out a, a life insurance policy and made Alcor, which is a the company. They made Alcor the beneficiary of that life, life insurance policy because it cost $80,000 to do this. And when he died, they cut off his head and froze it. How'd that work out for him? Well, let me just, uh, let me read a quote from this <laughs> article. <clears throat> the procedure to prepare Hardy's head for long-term suspension in a vat of liquid nitrogen was relatively successful. How can you say? This is somebody who thinks they might be able to be brought revived. back. Yeah. Relatively successful is not. That's like the last thing you want to hear when they're talking about freezing your brain. So, or well, somebody else's brain. So these these customers with these relatively successful interventions for freezing, what like there's no way this company can keep going when they can look at what they've preserved and they're like this can't be revived. Yeah, that's a possibility. You have to know that going into this. You you have to. Well, there's twelve. You, it says there's over twelve hundred people have have paid. Over two, some some over two hundred thousand dollars to be preserved. Yeah, two hundred thousand dollars for whole body preservation and eighty thousand for just your head. Yeah, they, they've got twelve hundred people that they have. These are people who they really buried believe them, in technology. They, they buried them in liquid nitrogen they instead did. of dirt, and they're gonna have to continue to pay for that, you know, temperature to keep them cold. Because the last thing you would do is be thawed out. <laughs> you just rot. <laughs> that would be nasty. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, I, I don't know. These people obviously like really believe in technology. They really believe that this will be possible at some point. And maybe it will be at some point, but not anytime soon. And, you know, that's assuming we don't all blow ourselves up by them. Not only that, but I feel like if the technology comes around to... for It has to be for everlasting, like for, to, to keep people alive forever... It's not bring you back from the dead technology, because first possibly they, they have to first figure out how to extend life. So, well, yeah, that's going to be first, and we've been very successful at extending life. I mean, humans used to only live to be about forty. Now we have multiple people who have lived past one hundred and ten. So, oh, yeah, when you put it like that, we've extended life pretty darn well. Quality of life does definitely drop off there, but we've extended life, and. We'll probably do better. We'll probably extend it even further. But this is like, but that's that's all like countermeasures that bring you that keep you going. You're right. It's we haven't done anything to like. There there are some scientists out there, scientists and quote scientists. Air quotes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are some people working on this stuff to help with longer life, longer you know good life. So high quality, how to kind of reset the timeline a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And they're looking at, they're looking at, you know, chemicals and stuff to do these things, which is, which is kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. And this, this is like not exactly the alternative and it's not exactly bringing them it. it, Okay. It is bringing them back from death. It is. It's like controlled death though. So they were able to. So are they ever really dead? Yep. Yep. No no hearts beating, no (laughs) electrical impulses through the brain. Uh, but so it was relatively successful in the fact that there was some ice formation in the cerebellum and frontal lobes, which isn't what you want. But no, because that means it's permanently destroyed. That that tissue dead. But assuming that they were able to reconstruct this guy, maybe give him a robotic body or just put him in a floating jar, uh, your brain is very elastic and will recover from some dead tissue. <sighs> Still though, never doing it. 
I when I die, I want to be dead forever. Yeah. Whenever that comes. Yep. Whenever that comes. <laughs> yep. I I agree with you. This is this is creepy. This yeah. Is creepy. I feel kind of sorry for the dude though to get a relatively successful. I know. Yeah. Report. Well, he's the first one. He's the first person to actually have gone through with this. Oh, or so- actually, no, he's the first death with dignity patient to undergo the cryonic preservation. Other people have undergone the cryonic yeah, Walt preservation. Disney's frozen. That's not gonna work. They're not gonna bring him back. That's, that <laughs> was he died like a long time ago. They, he's, his body is still frozen, mm-hmm, and it's still racist. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to bring him back. But let's let's keep going with this this technology and how it's advancing and things you don't want to hear when you're talking about it <laughs> so there's this dude right he Jiankui, he edited using crispr which is a very complicated technology that uses bacteria to edit gene sequences and dna and whatnot he edited twin babies in china without telling anybody yeah he just except for probably like the mother or whatever and there's a good chance this was state-backed uh, but he just went ahead and did it, which goes against almost everything that the scientific community stands for, which is, you know, the scientific method, doing things the right and honorable way. He just went ahead and did it. He was like, YOLO. <laughs> Straight up, just did that. So he modified these twin babies to make them immune to HIV. So we've learned that we know that people with the mutated CCR5 Delta 32 mutation are pretty much immune to getting HIV, but... On the other hand, they are more likely to die before the age of 76 from stuff like the flu. Yeah, they're they're uh, at higher risks, four times higher risks, I think, for flu, Zika, and a couple other very, relatively common world diseases. Yeah, and uh, so about 11% of Northern Europeans have this gene, which I find very fascinating that these the 11% of Northern Europeans are basically basically immune but we'll call it resistant to hiv but then they're they're gonna die from the flu i mean like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so not only has he one done this editing done the editing on these two twin babies uh with really i i think informed consent definitely wasn't there uh he kind of did and also this was an experiment and this was an experiment on two children Mm -hmm. two unborn yes they were fetuses uh, and now he's pretty much, you know, if it's like the parents could probably go with the whole anti-vax thing now because there's no saving that child anyway. Like the flu <laughs> will kill it. Yeah. So uh, I, I read it here that they are more likely to die from smallpox and Zika and West Nile and the flu. So, yeah, this guy, this guy, I mean, the other thing to consider is that AIDS in this part of Asia is incredibly rare to begin with. So he basically did a pointless mutation to try and it's just an experiment. Yeah. Like you said, it's just a human experiment, which is pretty much a no, no on all levels. Yeah. So there's human experiments like psychology, is even the- psychological human experience. Like there are so many specific parameters set by the U S whatever, so that you don't like traumatize the people. Yeah, like the uh, is it with the Stanford the Stanford prison experiment? Yeah, have you have have you read up on that or, or seen anything? I, about I yeah, I have. Yeah, there there I would recommend. There's a sh- not a show, but a small little um, movie about the Stanford 
prison experiment, and it's really, really interesting. It is super nuts. And, I mean, a lot of good information came from it, but at what cost? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure all those people are crazy. If you want a prime example of, you know, great experiments with, you know, ignoring the cost, go ask the 1940s Germany. They got all of it. <laughs> oh, they, there was there were a lot of wrong experiments done on people in like the seventies and sixties and eighties, and uh, we pretty much moved away from that. And who then does, this guy's just bringing it back. Who does numbers like that? The seventies, the sixties, and the eighties. I had to think about it. I wasn't sure, <laughs> but now I remember. But enough about diseases and people making stupid decisions. Back and before. Not exactly about making stupid decisions. Because speaking of stupid decisions, <laughs> Apple has released a monitor stand that is $999. They did this at Wait, their, wait, hold, hold, hold. Just yeah, uh, yep. the, the stand? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> just the stand. There's no computer involved. There's no computer. It's, there's no monitor. It's just a mechanical no piece. It is literally just a piece of metal. I mean, it, it, it swivels. Woo! And apparently, it's got two screws on it. Woo, thousand bucks. There you go. That's what you get. It, it probably also has the Apple logo on it somewhere. They did this at their keynote, uh, which was last week or two weeks ago, depending on how you count it. And they, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's, it's price gouging. It's not, it doesn't even seem like it'd be price gouging because, oh, wait, it doesn't even come with the computer. Nothing. No, it's an, no, it's I'm an additional you, extra. You buy the computer and it doesn't come with a stand. Right. That, okay. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. So I think at this point, if one, if I was to buy a $5,000 computer from Apple, which I would never do anymore and probably never would have, <laughs> is I'm just going to drill two tiny holes and just put two screws and mount my own stand on it. I mean... This is ridiculous. So for 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 a price comparison, you can get a thirty. So this is for the Apple Pro display, which is just a monitor XDR, a thirty-two inch six K display, uh, and the stand basically turns ninety degrees, and it's a thousand dollars. You can buy a four K thirty-two inch monitor with the stand that turns ninety degrees, swivels like one hundred and twenty degrees, and and includes a monitor uh, for like 1200 bucks. So for 200 bucks more, you can actually get the monitor. This is why people hate Apple. This is why people who don't, ha- who don't use Apple hate Apple. Well, I think at this point, even people who use Apple are going to hate Apple. Yeah. It, it's 1000 bucks for, what, for a freaking stand. What was the last thing they tried to get away with? It was like a pen or something. I don't know. Or a stylus. It was like $170 to like... Just all it does is what a stylus does. I, I'm not surprised. And Apple, like, they've got billions of dollars in free cash. They they can they can literally go out tomorrow and spend, I think it's like $90 billion and yeah. not be in debt. They don't need the money. There's no way this is worth $999. I think it's some kind of social experiment to see how many people are actually sheeple and are going to just sheeple. buy this shit. I mean, they're just like, oh, Apple came out with new things, buy it. I mean, it, it really sucks for like companies that have professional workstations that they choose to use Apple, which is neither here nor there. And then they are pretty much required to buy this $1,000 stand on top of their 5000 or $6,000 computer. I mean, it's, it's, 
It's just wrong and gross. I it just I irritates me that they're willing like because the way uh, Apple products work is the monitor is also the computer. Yeah, so you can buy you can buy Apple's computer and then you have to either mount it to the wall, which will cost if you get a good mount probably another hundred two hundred dollars, uh, or you can pay a thousand dollars for a damn stand. I don't even think that stand goes up and down. It just swivels. I don't think so. And additionally, I'm sure that they're not using a standard configuration. I think Vespa is what it's called or Vesper or something like that. Uh, so you're not going to be able to buy just a regular stand. I mean, people will make stands that will fit the computer, but it's not yet. I mean, yeah, but they will now though. <laughs> they, there's, a, they, there's a huge opening in the market all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, a, a stand for your MacBook or your Mac pro or whatever that costs less than a thousand dollars. Yeah. 500 easy. Yeah. See, easy that's money. I maybe, maybe some company came to Apple and was like, let's cut a deal here. You offer it for $1,000, and we're going to come in and offer it 500 and we'll give you like 10 20% of the proceeds. And people are going to be so much more willing because 500 is still too much for a stand. Absolutely. But when you're hit with that first price point of 1000 500 seems reasonable. Yeah, it's 50% off. That's a freaking deal. That's a steal. It's like, what's is, I don't know, highballing? I know lowballing is a thing. Is highballing a thing? I, I, I believe I guess. so. I guess it's when you sell a car and you're like, I'll sell it for fifty grand, and someone offers you twenty, and you're like, okay, thirty. <laughs> you know, That's whatever. what I'm currently doing with my car. <laughs> I, it's I've already I had one person make an offer, but it was just stupid low, mm. and I was like, sorry, That's annoying. I was like, no, sorry, sorry, I can't, mate. can't, can't even meet you. Not even gonna bother yeah. dealing with you. Yeah, I know you want want to haggle here, but I'm not. I don't. It's gonna take me so long to get you up to the price I'm willing to accept. I don't even care. Yeah, nope. I I don't. Speaking of cars, though. Speaking of cars, apparently Elon Musk called it financially insane to buy a car that isn't an electric vehicle capable of full self-driving. This man has opened his mouth and put his foot so far in it that it's literally come out as a fucking tail. He, he, uh, he, he has some, some issues with saying stuff. Uh, in fact, he's recently, we haven't talked about it, I don't think, he's recently got in trouble with the SEC for messing with stock prices by is he been like saying things watching the stock plummet and buying back in or something i there's i don't have any proof that he's been uh selling things or buying things or whatever but uh for instance he went on joe rogan's podcast and smoked some weed then he made a joke a couple days or weeks later well when he went when he went on to smoke weed the stock price dropped by like six percent uh, a couple days or weeks later he said I have the capital to like take Tesla private at $420 a share. So that it was just a weed joke, right? Yeah. But then the stock prices shot up to $420 and not quite that high. Oh, I was going to say that's a huge, that'd be a huge jump for him. I mean, they were at, I think they were at like 330 and I think they jumped up to 370 or so. Uh, and so he got in trouble for that. And then he said something else about the production of Model 3s. He was supposed to be edited at that point. Uh, so he got into trouble with the SEC. And then he said something else that was misleading. And he corrected it on Twitter. Again, both these things were on Twitter. And then he got in more trouble with the SEC. And now he has, like, someone actually has to screen his tweet. And I think a judge has to read them if he tweets anything relating to Tesla. Because 
He can't stop saying things. No, this the man took his company public and then he wants to keep it like it's a private company and it's not anymore. It's not. It's public and him calling it financially insane to to basically buy anything that isn't a Tesla just seems awfully dramatic. Yeah, and what he's saying is that uh that all of the Teslas they've currently sold are capable of becoming fully autonomous with just a computer chip change. The Teslas that they're currently selling. Because the older generation Teslas aren't even capable of the self-driving abilities that they have now. Okay. Because there's you there are some older generation Teslas where you have to get an upgrade, a physical upgrade, in order to be able to do what they do now. Which is not that much. But it's also I I just feel like this one is uh, he he made a metaphor at the end of his little spiel here, talking about how uh, driving a fossil fuel vehicle still is, you know, like driving a horse and buggy using a flip phone. I'm not sure how that that metaphor works because people who have horse and buggies also never had flip phones. Right. But I get it. He's saying you know it's it's a outdated thing of, out, but mode it's, of transportation. But it's not. It's the cheap, It's still the cheapest way to get around. By far, by it's so far that it's the only thing really that we can keep using. Right, electric vehicles are just not there yet, and they're not practical for the majority of the country. Even if I wanted one, I could only charge it up at home. I couldn't go on vacation. I couldn't yeah. drive more than two hundred sixty or three hundred twenty or whatever miles it is. You could only go somewhere, or you could only plan a route that had a charging station on the way. Which are so rare on the East Coast, so rare. Yeah, probably more practical in like California and you know Washington State and all that good stuff. But it's not practical for most people, and until it is practical, it's not going to become because that's what that's what capitalism is. It's it's thriving on practicality. What's practical and is reasonable is what's popular is what makes it yes and right now evs just aren't there and no. so calling it financially insane to buy a car that isn't an electric vehicle capable of full self-driving is just awfully dramatic i mean what he's doing is trying to be a car salesman and nobody likes them <laughs> no also there's there are electric vehicles out there that are way better at being just an electric vehicle than a tesla ever could be yes there are <laughs> and there are hybrids that are way better than that yes and i mean that's that would be you know obviously obviously i would take a porsche 918 if someone gave one to me obviously uh, yes it is the best car on the road currently ever built i'm gonna stand by that statement that is by far my favorite I car i don't I've ever seen. think anyone could really dispute you on that the only real competitors are the McLaren P1 and the Ferrari LaFerrari, which I believe lost to the Porsche 918 in it, a bunch of tests that they did yes, on Grand Tour. It did. So you know it's official. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Tour officially said the 918 is the best vehicle. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, Google Stadia. Tell me about this. So uh, they, I don't know, if, was this at E3? Uh, this was, I think, just before E3, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Uh oh no it was at E3 I apologize okay. so Google has uh, unveiled the Stadia they were talking about the server game system they've got server side gaming yeah so uh they had a, a you know a bunch of computers set up to run Google Stadia and they were running uh Doom Eternal which is the newest Doom game coming out uh-huh. 
at 1080 60 frames a second from a remote server on a pixel book which is like a 600 dollar laptop yeah it has basically no power yes uh the the guy who wrote the article had only praise for it uh saying that he couldn't really tell any input lag and there was only two things it's a sales pitch though it is it is a sales pitch (laughs) it is a sales pitch i get that uh the only the only thing that he mentioned that I was like, man, they really need to figure this out, is it lost connection at some point. And yep. they, but they also they, you know, they're six months out. They said they can get all of these fix things fixed. Press X to doubt. But <laughs> I like I like what they're doing, and I've realized that Google Stadia is going to be great for people who like video games, playing different video games, storylines. Single player games. This I don't I don't think it's in any time soon going to be able to do a high end multiplayer. Not until SpaceX actually delivers on low latency, high bandwidth internet from satellites. Yes. Not not until that happens is it going to be feasible for the majority of people to, or, or just feasible feasible in technology sense like the, the technology won't be there to play multiplayer games without an incredible amount of lag yeah, yeah. Uh, but i do i i really like google taking this approach because this is going to help you know smaller small smaller game game developers because they tend to focus on storylines and individual art like artistic work and whatnot while massive multiplayer massive games do multiplayer based items like call of duty halo like yes, they have great storylines, but most of it is for the co-op, the multiplayer playing. Yeah, it it has good potential. Uh, we talked about it at length when they first announced it. Uh, there is the Founders Edition for one hundred and thirty dollars, which comes with a Chromecast Ultra with a which I believe is sixty or seventy bucks and three months of service. Uh, you're not gonna have to buy the controller, but you can buy the controller. And I believe it is coming out in November. Yeah, let's go with that. Late, it's sometime in the fall. It's it's sometime this year. Yep. What are your What are your thoughts on it? Would you Would you even be interested in trying something like this? I'd be interested in trying it. I don't. What about having it? Having it, I don't play single player games, and it's not going to be good for multiplayer games. Plus, I already have the hardware that lets me run it locally with zero input lag. <laughs> So it's it's a bit risky, you know. Yeah. Especially if you have, you know, a cable company. If you have satellite, there's no way this is gonna work. If you have a cable company, cable companies suck, and chances are you don't have as consistent internet as you think that you do. I mean, you need it, plus 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 a lot of uh, even cable internet. They have soft data caps or even just regular data caps. I mean, I don't think that we do. But if you hit over like a terabyte of data in a month, they stop. They yeah. stop you, which is a lot of data. But when you think about it, uh, playing at 35, if you want to play Google Stadia in 4K, which is about 35 megabits a second is the connection that you need, you're going to run into a terabyte in like an hour of gameplay. Yes. So because you have to do, it has to send all of the information back and forth all of it whereas when you play regular multiplayer games it'll use honestly it does not send that much information back and forth because all the processing is done on your end or the majority of the processing is done on your yeah. end it's just pretty much pretty much a minimal server on the other side and so you're sending almost no data like kilobytes yeah it's uh it's definitely 
I think it's like 1.36, I think is the average. I, this is only off of my computer, kilobytes a second that I send playing Fortnite. It's It it could be. It's really not that it's much. It's super low. It Because everything's done on your end. So but if I you mean, need to have sure. 35 megabytes a second to do, you know, that kind of gaming for from a server aspect, that's what, 300 times more? Is that the right? Uh math I, I think it's the right math it's it's a huge it's amount a, so, i don't know something like that it's more than one factor it, it's, it's <laughs> a lot it's a lot more i don't feel like doing the math right now it's okay i don't blame you it's gonna take a lot of data and it's still got a long ways to go just like ai and my favorite ai ever is cortana what a transition <laughs> oh my god so halo everybody's favorite xbox exclusive video game which is no longer going to be xbox exclusive because it's coming to pc which i'm excited about they have been working on having a movie or a video game forever and finally wait a movie or a video game it was it was originally going to be a movie did i say movie or video game yes sorry you meant tv show right i meant tv show gotcha they were working on having a movie or a tv show based on the video game forever and it finally seems like they've got the groundwork laid in order to get it done so so what are they going for are they going for like video like what red versus blue did pretty much the opposite okay what they're going for is game of thrones like live action uh yeah live action game of thrones inspired so uh pretty much what they said is game of thrones without the incest <laughs> I mean, they they commented on how in the Halo series, there's a lot of it, it's a it's like a political drama, kind of like Game of Thrones, which honestly most of Game of Thrones was just a political drama with kind of a lot of death, but also not that much death. Uh, and so that's kind of what they're going for. I I don't know. I mean, it could be good if it, it doesn't follow Master Chief. I don't want to watch it. It does. Okay. It will. I, I'm fairly certain that it will. I think I read that in here somewhere. Uh. <laughs> They're going to be 10 one-hour-long episodes beginning production in 2019 by Showtime and a couple other big names. Probably going to be released, be released in 2020. And so they picked a couple of people. Uh, Kyle Killen as a showrunner. He's worked on the shows Mind Games, Lone Star, and Awake, all three of which have been canceled after one season. That's why you've never heard of him. No, I was about to say, I've never heard of this guy. Also, uh, Otto Bathurst, is definitely how you say it. Doesn't matter. Probably Bathurst, is the new lead director and executive producer after the last one dropped out. He directed 2018 Robin Hood and the first episode of Black Mirror, which, if you remember, is the one with the pig, which, if you remember, is the worst fucking episode of Black Mirror. I... Worse isn't it just is appalling? It's appalling, and it's just pointless it's not even a it's it's very slightly interesting i honestly it was i i i didn't like that episode i i I only watched three or four episodes of black mirror because overall i didn't like the show i can get that it's a it's a bit complex for you uh (laughs) so my bad (laughs) so i mean that first episode it, it didn't really it didn't really have as much of a point, but that's who as they, the other ones. But that's who they picked. That's who they picked as the lead director and executive producer. And it's like, come on, guys, you can you could get some actual talent. No, they couldn't. You could find some actual talent. Look what Game of Thrones did. We hadn't heard of any of these people. You have a point. 
Besides Peter Dinklage and Sean Bean. Yeah, as I say, but those two like and Jason Momoa. But I'm talking about the the background workers, the the directors. I'd uh, never heard of any of them before. I hadn't, but that doesn't mean they weren't big names. I don't know. I paid more attention to this stuff since Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't know for sure. You could be right. Yeah, but they they could get some good young talent, somebody who's trying to make a name for themselves and go with it instead of people who tried to make a name for themselves and failed, and failed miserably like three four times. Like, come on, like. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they they say just because making a video game that's been translated to a good TV show hasn't happened doesn't mean that it can't be done. So that's what they want to do. They want to be the first ones to make a video game. Or maybe not, maybe not even the first ones, but they want to be one of the first ones to make a video game into a movie or a TV show that is Isn't actually it? good. Because I uh, didn't Assassin's Creed try. Oh, a terrible movie. Oh my god, that was awful. <laughs> I think they're gonna be beat to the punch though. By who? The Witcher. What? Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're telling me The Witcher is putting a? Is it a movie or a show? It's a show. No way. They finished production on June. What did you 3rd. hide this in the notes? It's in there. Uh, <laughs> you got it all the way down here at the bottom. It's, it's airing this year. Okay. Uh, it's based off a book like Game of Thrones, and has a gritty setting that is actually somewhat similar to Game of Thrones. They have a lot of like political issues in this show. Uh, it has a showrunner whose name is Lauren Schmidt-Hisrich, who's actually worked on somewhat successful shows like Daredevil and The Defenders, and it's got a big-name actor as the lead guy, Geralt. Who is playing Geralt? Uh, Henry Cavill. Wait, 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 wait. Who is Henry? He's Superman. That's not a okay. All right, I already think it's gonna be trash. This man, this man in Man of Steel. No, no, yeah, he's way too pretty to be (laughs) Geralt. Uh, he does an okay job. I I would have preferred some other characters or some other actors for him. I could think of one one guy. Uh, the the guy who played in vikings the main character i would have preferred this guy as Geralt, which is mads mickelson he was in a couple movies i saw him a couple times he just has the personality and the look to be this guy i i could see i was thinking okay so uh i want you to pull up travis fimmel travis fimmel yes i could see it he uh, he's he's a pretty boy though too pull up his viking uh him in in vikings vikings yeah Is he the lead guy there? Yes. Okay, yep. I think he would have done a great girl with just a little bit of makeup. A great girl? <laughs> Geralt? <laughs> Geralt? Geralt? Yeah, I mean, that that would have worked. I, I, you know, all due respect to Henry Cavill or Cavill, whatever it is, there are better op- There were better options. They've, they've done production. They, they're done uh, filming. Oh, they are. It's coming out this year. Is there a trailer uh, that we can recommend? I don't to think watch? there's a trailer yet. There's only okay. one really tiny teaser, which is just him stepping out of the shadows. But it's coming out this year. I I think that there's a very good chance that this is going to be a good TV show. They've got a lot of stuff, not even having nothing to do with production, just the story and the universe. They've got a lot of stuff that could make this actually really good. They had a lot to work with. They had because it came from a book. So I mean, this is really awesome. Also, an interesting side note, the guy who wrote the book 
sold the rights to uh, CD Projekt Red. Is that uh, the people who did Cyberpunk? Who are doing Cyberpunk, yeah. Okay. So they sold the rights to the Witcher storyline to CD Projekt Red, and he sold it at a fixed price because he was like, these guys aren't going to succeed. This isn't going to make any money. It's going to be really niche. And then those video game, that video game company went on to make millions of dollars, selling millions of copies of this game. <laughs> that dude is kicking himself, but he still owns some of the rights to uh, to the to the story. And so, if this TV show succeeds, this guy will actually get some money, and that'll be really awesome for him. Yeah, I, I I'm glad he's. I, I don't. Want, I didn't want him to be dicked. Right. I, I got where he's coming from. It was his thing to own. He, he's like he was he was trying to like dick over the small video game company. Yeah. But he ended up getting screwed in the process. <laughs> but still, though, he deserves something because it it's a fantastic universe and a great storyline. And uh, I'm excited. I, I think the show could be pretty darn good. I, I'm playing through The Witcher 3 currently. Nice. And I, But the thing is, I never played the first two. It's a little confusing if you don't, because I hadn't either. And I was like, what on earth is going on? But it was it was cre- comprehensible enough. Yeah. I kind of want to go back and play. But when I was looking through like the, the gameplay for Witcher and Witcher 2, it's awful. It, looks it does like not mi- look nearly as good. It looks like Minecraft with swords in it. Yeah. <laughs> wait, the Witcher wait. 3, no, it's just Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> the Witcher 3 is amazing. It, it it looks so incredible. And just the amount of cards you can play in that game. Oh, yeah. They've got <laughs> the best side game I've ever seen. Yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. And I love it. Uh, speaking of other things that I love, Modern Warfare, which we spoke about in our last podcast, has come out with some new interesting information. It does not have zombies. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. We'll come back to this. It does have a co-op mode. Uh, campaign feeds into the co-op mode. And they're going to have the same balance and progression throughout single player and multiplayer, which is awesome. I, I'm confused about that statement. So let's say you go into a single player game. You play through the whole game. You have like a couple weapons that you can use, like whatever they give you, you know, whatever you pick up. It's yeah. like all kinds of fun and stuff. And then you go back, then you go to multiplayer and you're basically starting over. You have to use the crappiest guns. You don't have any like attachments or skins or whatever. Excellent. This would allow you to earn some of that stuff in single player. It would allow you to level up in single player and have that affect what you can actually do in multiplayer. And that's so awesome. They are doing so many good things with this. Uh, I don't know how the uh, co-op mode is going to work. They haven't really announced it, but there's going to they're, what they're hoping to do, and maybe they're taking themselves a little too seriously this time, is to have a good storyline where the decisions that you make affect the outcome. Okay. And that would really be the first time this had been done in a Call of Duty campaign, where the majority of the time enemies pop up and you shoot them, enemies yeah. pop up and you shoot them, and then you're done. I'm excited for that. Also, crossplay. They're going to have crossplay. It'll be input-based like Fortnite, which, again, I think is a good thing. If you're playing with a controller on PC, you are going to still be at a marginal advantage, but pretty much non-existent advantage. And then you'll be matched with other people playing with controllers. And if you're playing with a keyboard and mouse on Xbox, you'll be matched with people playing with keyboard and mouse on computer. And that's awesome as well. That's what we need. Yes. I, I think I'm going to play with a controller on call of duty when it comes out uh, on pc yeah because i i'm considering it heavily because i don't i don't think like fortnite it took me so long to get competitive again with a mouse and keyboard that like that level of co- like competition and 
what I would like to consider a casual multiplayer. I don't want to have to be that good. I don't have to be. Get, I don't want to have to get. I get headshotted every time I walk around a corner. Well, think of it this way: it'll be a little bit more like Siege, which we enjoy. We do. Um, I want to go back to the no zombies thing. I'm okay with that because the last Call of Duty, which was Black Ops Four, the zombies mode was just over the top complicated. I enjoyed World at War zombies, and then whatever the next one was, I Black think Ops. Black Ops two or maybe it was just black ops black ops zombies was the one we probably played the most of i like those two because they're not insanely complicated yeah there's was... enough nuance that you can like kind of just get through it or whatever world of war obviously there's almost no nuance it's pretty much just like open the box going to a different room whatever um in the last call of duty like i had, I didn't play a couple iterations of call of duty or the zombies or whatever in the last one you had to like make potions before you played the game and pray to certain gods in order to get upgrades and then it's a gigantic map it was just too much i'm so glad i didn't follow any of that too much it's just too much and i'm okay with them not having zombies it's kind of it's kind of old at this point i'd like to see a good zombie game uh but it's not going to be an add-on to modern warfare yeah i'm i appreciate companies doing the doing few things and doing them well than doing a lot of things and doing a shitty job on all of them. I agree. I would say most people would agree with that. Call of Duty has, for the last, you know, what, 10 years, has just put out games that it looks like they tried to include a lot and did it all shitty work. And I'm so excited about this next one. I, I'm i I'm super excited. How, how upset are we going to be if it ends so up being upset. trash? It's going to be trash. I know now it's going to be trash, and it's going to be very upsetting, but I can still be excited about it until then. <laughs> That's true. That's the Call of Duty cycle. You get really hyped and then really disappointed, and then the same thing the following year. Do you want to go a midnight release? Or you just want to download our computers? And I would just play download it beforehand. And then play it at midnight. Obviously, yeah. Maybe I'll take the day off or something. <laughs> I think uh, I could do that. I think I'd take a day off. <laughs> On that note, I think it's time to end. Thank you for listening. Consider becoming a patron. Thanks to all of our patrons. And we'll see you next time. Bye.